Well, welcome into the Johnson City Small Business Podcast. We're all about connecting the folks of Johnson City to our small businesses here in our great town. And I'm your host today, Ryan McKinney. Thanks for thanks for listening today. I'd like to welcome to the podcast some really some local legends, in my opinion, uh, Tony and Teresa Treadway of Creative Energy here in Johnson City. And they're here to share a bit of their story and their business. We'll talk some entrepreneurship, um, maybe some ETSU sports, and we'll talk about their involvement as advocates of the Johnson City area. So Tony and Teresa, thanks for being here. Thanks for the invitation. Um, We want to talk about some small business stuff, but sometimes I assume folks know every business that I know here in town that I'm, I'm familiar with and fond of, you know, I literally drive past creative energy on Hanover at least twice, maybe even three times a week now, just making a trip to Lowe's or something like that. But for folks that aren't familiar with creative energy, tell them what you do and, and kind of who you are. Teresa. That's yours. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about creative energy. Um, we're a full-service advertising and marketing, public relations, and social media firm. And we're pushing close to 30 years in business. Uh, we got our start with a small group of people with a big idea. And really our mission at, at the time in 1992 was to be able to do national quality advertising, national work out of Johnson City, Tennessee, because there's no better place to live in my opinion, than Johnson City, Tennessee. And it's good to see that people from around the world are now figuring that right. out. And we've got this this huge rush to our beautiful area. But, um, you know, our vision was that. Um, we were very lucky and worked hard and have had great, great talent. Um, and we began in downtown Johnson City. Yeah, uh, We opened an office above... Most people will know Atlantis, mm-hmm. the Atlantis shop down on Main Street. That used to be a ladies' dress shop. And at the time, it was empty, as many buildings were down here. And we had the vision to say, we want to be part of downtown Johnson City. And so we rented the top floor of that building and stayed there for seven years. Yeah. And then by chance... I found the door open to the King's building one day and yep. it had been abandoned since the late eighties right? and went up to the top floor and said, this is going to be our new home. We found the owner, uh, Marvin Carter mm-hmm. and said, you know what, if you'll build this out, there's a great opportunity for this King's building and we'll be your first tenant. So we were there for seven years. So, you know, we were part of, uh, the, first Blue Plum Festivals. We did the logo for them. We worked with the Moja Festival. Uh, I was on the Downtown Development Authority. So we worked really, really hard, probably a little bit of ahead of its time. Yeah. But we're as proud about our efforts to promote Johnson City. Teresa shares that pride as we are about the success of creative energy. Right. Well, and I just saw... With uh, Region Ahead, you guys went in an award at the what the uh, award for your work that you guys did with Region Ahead of right. of bringing us together and, and community based and and working with that um, your Unicoi County Award 
as well. So big proponents of, of everything local, it seems like. Absolutely. And Teresa, for many years, has worked with Brenda Whitson and the Convention and Visitors Bureau. Mm-hmm. And she's just having – Brenda's having success after success after success yeah. in putting Johnson City on the map. So right. we're Teresa's really proud. Talk about that for a moment. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it's it's one thing to to love what you do, but it's another thing to be able to talk about and 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 tell people how proud you are to live here, mm-hmm. to promote here because if you think about it, how many times do you go somewhere and some people you'd say, "Oh, where are you from?" and they'll go Johnson City and they 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 don't know where it is or go, "Oh, well, I've been through Johnson City. I know exactly where that is and it's so much fun." But I think, you know, the alliances that we're trying to create and pull the people of downtown Johnson City and and the entire community is just amazing. Um, And uh, partnerships with friends at Bright Ridge, the um, remote workers campaign that's currently running. We're I mean, it's crazy how much traction that we're getting Um, and with the with our with our staff and the way that we're thinking um, just understanding that your desk is just minutes from the next outdoor adventure that That's you right. want to experience. Yeah, it's I love that. So much fun uh, that you all put out there with um, like the lake and the creek right there, and the and the person sitting right there with their computer, just mm-hmm. literally looking at the waterside. And that's essentially what we're able to do here in, in Johnson City. That's it's right. amazing. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Um, so take me back a bit um, to where it all began. Are you guys both Unicoi County? Residents when, well, when you were growing up? I grew up in a suburb of Unicorn, of Irwin, <laughs> called, I went to Temple Hill Elementary yeah. School in Shallow Ford uh, Baptist Church. Yeah. But Teresa's got a, a much longer trek to get to Unicoi County. So I was, I was born on a snowy afternoon in Anchorage, Alaska. Okay. My folks, though, were from Irwin. Okay. Went to Irwin High School. Uh, and all that. So my dad retired um, at, a, at a very young age from the Teamsters Union, and we moved back. So I actually went to high school at Unicoi County okay. and had some very influence, influential um, teachers in my life that kind of began to mold me into what I am today. Sure. So, yeah, I'm kind of a – I consider myself to be an export, but I'm truly it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just part of the family now when it comes to tennis. Cold That's feet. right. She's still got cold feet. That's right. <laughs> it's the alaskan reference for you you guys trying to follow along um so then etsu was next Mm -hmm. right um yeah uh went to Irwin high school uh, knocked on the door of the local radio station and said i want a job and they let me mow the lawn (laughs) and i said well that's not my idea of the radio business and they said well hang around in three months i had a radio gig uh, but went to ETSU, uh, majored in mass communications, uh, was on the debate team for ETSU, was on the ETSU parachute team, if you can believe I that. I cannot believe that. In today's world, can you imagine? I've never seen that. Well, I did out of a uh, door of a Cessna aircraft. Okay. With no door. Um, and loved that experience. So ETSU across the front of your chest, getting to jump out of a airplane, Cessna. Yes. Cessna Airplane. Parachuting into ETSU what? football games at Memorial <laughs> Stadium. That was before the mini dome. Right. Okay. We yeah. were bounced off the roof of yes, the mini dome. Right. But um, yeah, it was uh, several games where they would land on the 50 yard line 
uh, one time one guy in his reserve chute had the game football. So he okay. didn't have a reserve chute. Oh, my. He popped a reserve and hand the referee the game ball for that day's game. <laughs> That's that's never going to happen past. again. That, right. I don't think Scott Carter would. be no, I agree. Smiling, smiling about that now, even though no. we've got a beautiful stadium. Yeah, that's right. But uh, we did have the Golden Knights jump in one time. OK. Uh, but uh, went to ETSU and then uh, was a double major. I was a political science major and worked a year with the Tennessee legislature. OK. So that was my ETSU experience. And then you were there, too, Teresa? I was there, too. Uh, sadly, my uh, direction in life kind of changed. So um, I like to affectionately say that I'm from the school of hard licks <laughs> and that my learning has been on-the-job training yeah. pretty much from the day that we started. Because I had actually gone back to school to be a nurse, and it right. just didn't work that way. Okay. I, 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 and I tell people, I, you know, in this life, it doesn't matter what you go to school for yeah. or where you're, the path leads you. You just have to be open and receptive to just take what you're handed. That's it. And learn and be the sponge. And I couldn't tell you anything about marketing, but I did know about money and I did know about banking and I did know about legal stuff. So, and HR. So I was kind of made for that position yeah. when I went to work for Tony. So, you know, and the rest is, is history now. And, you know, we, you know, manage a, multi-million dollar company you and you know 35 employees and all the changing times that occurs with that so you guys opened in 92 um so i work with my wife right in our field what advice you guys have been doing it longer than we have what advice do you give us what advice do you give to somebody who's listening who works with their spouse on a daily basis to make sure that you still want to go to Hilton Head together <laughs> <laughs> next weekend. Uh, my rule of thumb is don't talk about family at work and don't talk about work while you're home with your family. Okay. And if you can keep that separation, then you don't get a lot of noise in between. Yeah. You can kind of segment it somewhat. Yeah. Because yeah. we still come home, you know, at the, at the end of the day when, when we've come home and we'll say, well, we'll tell what was the best part of your day? Because we all have days mm, sure. where, you know, it, everything's not great. And sometimes the best part of your day may be just sitting down across from your spouse and going, this is the best part of my day right sometimes, now. Right. Yep. But then other times, it's like, oh, I, you know, his office is down the hall for yeah. me. And so there will be days literally that I will not see him all day. And so we won't even have the, the, the you know, the clue on what we've been doing all day. And I'll say, oh, I have to tell you about this because we had something really big happen yesterday. I was so excited because we had something else going on late last night and I just wanted to come home and tell him about it. I was so excited. <laughs> so even though, and, and that could happen in any job. Right. But I think you have to find that level of of enjoyment that you have with, yeah. with, your, with your spouse. Yeah. And, you know, and you, we, we had kids too and all that. And, and um, that would be, I think, the best thing you can Thank you. say. This yeah. is an opportunity. Sometimes I get to selfishly pull wisdom, wisdom from yeah. my guests. So you can um, come and sit on my couch in my office. I got a great chair and a box of Kleenex. If you get there, desperate. we go. Yeah, yes, Teresa is known as Mother Teresa because okay. she's got this, and it's a great piece of the reason that we've done well. Is Teresa is a very caring person, and she kind of serves as the HR person at the agency. 
And a lot of times people come in there and basically sit on our couch and talk through some problems, yeah. you know, and people love her for that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes people just want people to listen. Absolutely. And, you know, and that happens in our day-to-day job with our clients, too. I don't know if you experienced that. Yes. Because they're frustrated with a lot of things. And I think that sometimes people just, they just need to talk through stuff, whether it's personal or in their business or, or whatever. And it's it helps you grow as a person, too. I, I think so, too. From a, from a, this may sound not the right way to say it, but from a male perspective, I just want to s- solve the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got it. Sarah comes to me with a problem or somebody comes to me with a problem. It's like, okay, well, yeah, we'll just fix it. And, and I've learned over the last few years that maybe it's not needing fixed. Maybe they just need you to hear. And then I read and I listen to Gary Keller saying, you know, the, the opportunity as leaders is to then help other leaders to think for themselves to make their own decision. That's, that's right. creating leaders with you mm-hmm. to where that's a great yeah. lesson from, and, and, from you know, what that's you know. A, that's a philosophy that I always i have told our staff for a long time is that they don't work for me. They work with me yeah, I love until that. they put themselves in a position to where you work for me. And then it's usually an unhappy conversation. But I think if you know that you're part of a team that, you know, I think if, because everybody's kind of on the same playing field, if you're all digging the ditch together and we are every day, you're, you're, you know, you're building, you've got to build a house in a day. You really have to. And so we're all part of that team. And while you do have to have a leader, everybody's best qualities come out along the road. And I think that's, that's just I think that's the stuff that I enjoy the most, especially with our younger talent and how you nurture them and encourage them. And they do that for me as well, because yeah. you just you just see them grow and flourish. Yeah. And it's like, wow, you know, and you watch it happen in a matter of days, months or a couple of years. And you're like, wow, I can remember. And I, I actually did that the other just on something else today. I was right. an email too. Yeah, well, that's, that, that's a good point, because. One of the reasons Creative Energy is here, that was part of our mission, we wanted to make it, make sure that local people who were super talented got to do national quality work. Right. And I see that just seeing the LinkedIn profiles of the folks that mm-hmm. work with you guys, right, and my Facebook friends, and it's yeah. like Creative Energy, ETSU, Creative Energy, ETSU. Let's, it's, more, it's at least half, I would say, more, of, yeah. more than that of yeah. your team who are ETSU grads or local folks who have become young professionals and then grown up here with us and mm-hmm. been able to have the opportunity to to stay here and I provide. think most people recognize what a value that ETSU has. Yeah. Uh, maybe a lot of people don't know the kind of folks that are coming out of the Bachelor of Fine Arts program or MassCom or the digital media, which is stellar. Yeah. Um, it's a great resource that we can take. You know, I had a conversation the other day, and I'm saying, what, what high school did you go to? I went to Cherokee High School. Yeah. Well, I went to Elizabethan High School, right. you know, and it gives me great joy to know that because I'm a little guy from Irwin, right. you know, and we've given them a platform to be successful. Some of them moved on and worked for big agencies now. Sure. Some of them we're lucky enough to hang on to. Right. We love every one of them. And, uh, we try to set you up for success. If you don't succeed, I'm not so sure that that's not 
your fault if you don't succeed because (laughs) with Teresa and the opportunities we give people, it's a great place to work. Yeah. I hope. I love it. I hope people feel that way. (laughs) And, and then you look at the partners that you guys have had over Mm -hmm. the years, right? Going back to 92 and we were just talking about Piggly Wiggly and, and pals. Yeah. Um, so what were those first pitch presentations like for you guys when you're going in and, and they're saying, okay, you guys are, you guys are the startup, you know, now you've got almost 30 years experience. And so you go into any agency around here, or you're talking to any uh, company around here, they've, they've got an idea of who creative energy is now back then. What was your pitch going into the Piggly Wiggly and going into, to Mr. Barger at pals and saying, here's how we can help you. I think a lot of it is they had to believe in us as people. And um, that was a whole big piece of it. The second piece was we delivered on what we said that we would do. We're going to grow your business. We're going to build your brand. You're making X dollars a month now in sales. A year from now, it's going to be X, X, X. You don't stick around long if you lose money for people, right? <laughs> right. No matter Absolutely. how much they like you, right? You know? So we've really built a business around building cult brands, like a pals. Yeah, you know, pals. There you go. Um, World renowned fast food agency, and we yeah. pay a little tiny piece of that. It's the hard work of the people at pals that do it. Sure, but Teresa. Why don't you chime in on your your thoughts on how we hang on to clients so long? Well, I think we, you know, and it's it's really hard because a lot of clients come in and they think they know what they want or what they need. Absolutely. Right. And when you really start drilling down on it and, you know, our process starts with a creative brief, you know, what's the single most important thing? Or, you know, you start going asking all these hard questions to people. And I think what you really find out is that what they think they need, it might be just a small piece of what they need. Right. And um, and so I, I think that's that's what's really cool about it. And and actually asking them to believe in in our, our thoughts and our processes because you really can't right. put a dollar figure on creativity, right? Sure. I mean, you think about, you know, the person that created the Nike swoosh or right. created, you know, Tony Baroni that created the, the PALS crazy building and everything. You cannot put a value on that. Right. So when you come in, when you're coming with creative processes and things that you're trying to help provide a solution, and I like to use it, they don't have a problem. They have a challenge. And you're providing them with a solution to that. And I think what happens is, is that... We always like to come in with what we call a safety. Okay. What the client may expect. Okay. Then you have, okay, we're going to push the envelope just a little bit more. (laughs) And then we're going to push the envelope just a little bit more. Understanding that we're going to achieve or our goal is to, you know, come up with a solution to whatever the challenge may be. And you would be surprised at how many times sometimes that what, the safety is here, but it's kind of a good, better, best kind of mm-hmm. thing. They'll slide on in and go, wow, I never thought about it that way. Sure. You changed my perspective. Right. Because, you know, they're they're in their, excuse me, they're in their bubble all the time. Yeah. And we're not. 
Right. And I think that's the challenge that sometimes the frustrations that we have when you have companies that have internal agencies because they live in that bubble all day long yep. and they hear the same things, they talk the same talk, and they live, eat, and breathe it. Well, then somebody that's just on the outside, their whole their whole thought process is different. Right. And I, I and I think that that's why that with the pals, which you know, working with them for for so many years, is that we have to continually exceed their expectations and executions because there's only so many ways that you can make and sell a hamburger because at the end of the day, it's still a hamburger and that's what you want. Yeah. And I think that those are the type things that how we hang on to them. I think we, we really provide value in thought. I think sometimes we provide, you know, more in the, just the overall thought process that we may not charge them for, you know, but we legitimately, you know, all we have to sell is time. So, Hey, guess what? But we don't, care if you're thinking about it on the weekends or something inspires you and you're banging it out through a text and right. and we're always on now yeah. that's what technology's done for us right you're really never away if you can get with it you you can work with a client where they they feel as though you are part of their team and not a vendor right mm-hmm. then you can have a long relationship as long as you deliver on your promises right and, you know, there's so much more to a pal's experience than just the burger itself. Right. It's the speed of service. It's the courtesy. It's the groomed personnel. It's the clean grounds. I mean, there's so many parts of the pal's brand that it's incredible. I mean, they're one of the most amazing companies I've ever met. And as your all's role in their advertiser, it's your opportunity to – not only pick out great hamburger, mm-hmm. amazing fries, mm-hmm. shake and tea, but those 99.9% accuracy and right. speed and things like that. Right. And and they've even been an influence even on, you know, how we've run our business and how we look at our culture. Tell me about and, that. Well, I mean, you know, Pal's mission statement is no matter what, you want to delight the customer every time. Well, we have internal customers inside our company as sure. well that we have to take care of. And, you know, it's also learning to treat people with respect, um, understanding, looking at both sides of the table, um, having a, a good and supportive work environment, you know, trying to provide um, elements of training or things that, um, you know, that they have an interest in, allowing them to have input on how we can make our processes better. Mm-hmm. And that's the PALS model. It's yeah. all the PALS model. And while I think before, even though we grew with PALS as as along, because when we first started with them, they had five stores, yeah. now they have 30. But <laughs> but we, we have adopted because we've appreciated that their influence on us. And I think that that influence has helped me help other clients because of it. Because it works. Yeah. I went to a leadership academy. Tom Crosby's yeah. was spoken, spe- mm-hmm. spoke at it. And he said, um, he said their shift came when they stopped thinking of themselves as just food and hospitality, but then manufacturing and operations as well. And that was light a light bulb up. for us as well in our operations of, yes, we're in a certain industry and yet – a lot of it is system mm-hmm. and process yeah. and operations. And we've learned that from him. I mean, there's nothing could be more messy than the creative process. Yeah. If you don't right. have a process. Yeah. 
So we learn from him, and there's a very step-by-step process within our company now because of them that turns an idea into a campaign that works. And I think with us, as we have grown and we've hired a few people and understanding that, honestly, a lot of the people that we have hired um, have really have no agency experience. But those that have, you know, they've been influential in our process as right. well. And we we watch other people, too. I mean, if we don't watch our competitors, we'd be crazy. <laughs> right. But um, but yeah, but it's, you know, it's like I said, you got to learn something every day and learn from your challenges. I wholeheartedly agree. What um, will your vision continue to be with creative energy? What are you guys looking to do? Well, you know, our point of difference is we build cult brands. And there's only certain kinds of companies that can be cult brands. And it's Mm -hmm. really not because of the product. It's because of the leadership and what kind of thought process they put into it. I mean, how can a paperclip be a cult brand? Right. But – you know, a Pals can, you know, uh, a Texas Pete hot sauce can, a uh, Green Mountain Gringo uh, salsa can. So if you do the right process, you can build a cult brand. Well, why do I want to be a cult brand? Because you get brand loyalty. Right. You know, it's it's the Charmin bathroom tissue. It's the go-to brand that you always go to. That brand loyalty makes you, as a cult brand, more profitable mm-hmm. yep. because I don't have to constantly worry about me losing customers to somebody else. They're right. there. Yep. You know, uh, a pal's customer, uh, three to four to five, even nine times more than national competitors. I mean, if you go to pal's, you go there every day, yeah. you know, because there's nothing better. Why do you waste your time? You know, right. so. That's our point of difference, and we want to keep sharing that point of difference with other clients, and, you know, we'll continue doing a national and local focus in that regard. Yeah. Um, speaking of local focus, one of my favorite ones um, of this year was the Bank of Tennessee, because that's where we bank, mm-hmm. but the the Green Ribbon Awards and, and all that yeah. was just, to me, it was very appropriate and yet it was also very humbling in a way I could see for them Mm -hmm. because they were like, these are the people that we are helping Mm -hmm. these businesses through the PPP loans and things like that. Well, and they really wanted it to be more about the customers. Yeah. Uh, They were just a part of, of a solution to help people. Um, And I think that, you know, it, it was, while we were still in the thick, well, when we filmed it, I mean, we were just kind of still figuring out what was going to happen right. and how this was all going to work. And, and, but I think we were, we're taking the most important thing is you're taking an everyday person who chooses to be a small business owner. And small business drives America. I don't care. Right. I'm sorry. We're small yep. business. You're small yep. business. But I think the most important thing at the end of the day is that we're still, you know, taking care of our family. We still have bills to pay, and you know, we were taking a pretty big brunt of that. Yeah. And and Bank of Tennessee was so passionate because they truly love their business and commercial customers yep. that they wanted to do anything they could to help them succeed. And for them as a bank, 
And if you don't bank at Bank of Tennessee, y'all should, because they do care. Yeah. They really do care. And you even had some of the bigger players who were like, yeah, I'm not even going to waste my time with that stuff. It's not worth the trouble. It's not worth the effort. But you had Bank of Tennessee people that were working 18 and 20 hours a day. You're right. Helping them because we knew that you had this window this of time. Window, right. This is all the money, and if you better get in you early, you better get done right. And they were they. Who else is? What other big bank is going to help you do that? Yeah. That's why a community slash we call them super regional because they're now they're okay. in, in yeah. Nashville and and um, in Knoxville, but but they're still invested in every community that they're in, and they right. want to continue that. And uh, yeah, I was so proud of that campaign and our staff that was that was part of that, um, and uh, they they bought into it and it was it was so it was so. T- I remember the first time that I watched it, I just sat there and big tears were running <laughs> yeah. down my yeah. cheeks, and I'm like, because right. everyone was so torn up by right. the pandemic and what yeah. it was doing to small business, and to see the hope and the joy yeah. in those small business customers, and then you end it with the vet with the large poodle with the pink hair <laughs> that just set it off because every small business has its own personality and it's worth saving, you right. know? Yeah. 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 Which also COVID created, um, try kindness from you guys that you yes. guys launched. That was his baby. Talk about that. This is March. We yeah. had just told employees on March 13th, we call ourselves jackalopes. Okay. If you're a creative energy employee, you're a jackalope. Um, I said, jackalope's running a herd here. They're a flag and, of deep. And, and we're, we're going to turn the herd loose. We're not running yeah. in a herd anymore. And I trust that we're going to be professionals and we're going to hang together and we're going to come together. Yeah. I have never been so proud of anybody in my life. I mean, the next day we've got – Brand executive meetings at 8.15. We've got creative meetings at 9 o'clock. I mean, kaboom. And, you know, as far as meeting deadlines and and keeping hope alive, we never missed a beat. So, uh, but I did have frustration and fear about the future. So I said, what am I going to do? So let's try a little kindness. And so in the course of uh, a week to 10 days, and I'm calling – Paula Jackson at JHL, and I'm calling Steve Flint at at CYB, and I said, we got to do something. I don't have money to give you to buy commercials. Let's just do it. And so, boom, we do try kindness. That brought the eye of Andy Dietrich, who was doing Region Ahead. So then we got tied in with Region Ahead, and we did the small business uh, campaign and raised more than a quarter of a million dollars. And then people weren't wearing their masks. And we had this huge spike. So we did wear your mask campaign. Yep. And then most recently we were identified by Lottie Ryans at first Tennessee development district. She goes and gets a half million dollar grant from uh, blue cross blue shield foundation of Tennessee. Of course, only Lottie would only Lottie. <laughs> I mean, Lottie, Oh my goodness. Uh, she has been such a resource for this, this area. And so that's currently running. And, and we started out doing all of that work for this amount of money. Yeah. So, uh, it's just part of being a member of the community. Yeah. Johnson city has been a been awful good to me. Unicoi County has been good to Teresa and I, we love living here. It's just part of it. You, you pitch in, you know? Right. Yeah. 
and you try to do something good. Right. Sorry, I hit that mic, Layton. Um, so what's next? What's so you know in twenty oh. 2009, 2010, I remember Roadrunners kind of beefing up their social media and working with Creative Energy and yeah. and you saying, this social media stuff's not going away. Yeah. And, you know, you're right. It's never going away. Um, what what sort of things are trending in not only the advertising world, but in Creative Energy's world? Well, I think our biggest challenge um, right now is just when you – figure out how to do some things, everything changes. I think the the new privacy um, application that's come through from Apple and several others now uh, on how you, from the digital space on how you're receiving your ads, you know, um, again, it's, it's, you used to, and back in the day when you, oh, I'm just going to run some TV commercials and people are going to see it and they're going to come to my store or they're going to hear my radio commercial or they're going to, um, they're going to see my billboard. Well, we all know that all, that all changed as the internet came and then, uh, you know, digital became, you know, social came and then digital came and it just keeps expanding. And now with AI, which is really scary and crazy all at the same time, is you're meeting your customer where they are. Right. But now they're going, yeah, we're going to pull that. We're taking, they're, they're opening the funnel back up. And the challenge is, is you may be seeing ads that don't really apply to you. Or, or you can say, yeah, you could continue to follow me based on my habits, on my viewing habits, on the apps that I use and everything. So, because that's, that's the key buying point in digital. Sure. You pull them as far down the funnel. Okay, well, you, you know, you want to do this, this, and this, or you like to do this, or this is where you go, or you, you know, they know what you do. Well, it's not as easy anymore as it used to be. Right. And I think that's our biggest challenge. Um, and then when you do, it costs more. Yeah. Um, and so we're having to be more creative all the time is how do we, how do you spend those budgets in order to capture a variety of um, consumers that you're trying to reach and to get them to buy your product to engage with you. Cause sometimes you just want that. Right. For us, um, you know, I think that, you know, we're, well, he's, he loves new business. He loves just getting in there and just, you know, scratching and everything. And, um, and I think as long as we enjoy doing what we're doing, we're going to keep doing it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Some days are harder than others, but you know, we still, and we still, Love getting up and coming to work every morning and and discovering something new, um, meeting new people, meeting new clients, solving new challenges. Right. Um, I, you know, one of the things that keeps you know keeps me excited is we've got a great team in video storytelling, so they can tell a story without an announcer ever coming into the video. They just let people talk, like the yeah. green ribbon. Never right. said a word. Yep. Yeah, there was no words in that in that spot. That's right. How do you tell a story that's believable and authentic? Well, you let the people tell their story, right? We are masters at that. And I think that is going to be an important part as this digital age evolves to privacy. Yeah. And it's going to change people's attitudes about advertising. Everybody got hooked on digital because you can count clicks. Right. Okay. But you're getting into a very narrow focus in that. I think video, television, radio, that's got a broad reach 
has its place in a marketing plan. If you just do social, you're not going to be as successful. Right. You you may feel good about it and you do great work and you get a lot of clicks. Uh, we're about making the cash register. <laughs> right. You know, yeah. clicks don't, you don't get paid for clicks. Right. It's, it's a, an important benchmark. Sure. Ultimately, our clients judge us based on uh, brand loyalty and increased sales. So uh, that will be the big challenge is we're going to have to kind of move the metrics, that yeah. whole thing a little bit, you know? Well, and I like what you guys say as, as business people, we're always learning. We're always labbing and we're always evolving. And as, like you said, as soon as you figure it out, mm-hmm. something's changing. Yeah. Um, but I also respect your all's video storytelling in that I feel that whether it's in person, you're sitting at a dinner party and somebody's telling a story that, that's just captivating, right? Mm-hmm. And then you put video to that and now you've got two mediums, whether they're just talking, but once they start to visualize that story, it just puts it to another level. Um, so there's a lot of respect uh, from this side of the table for your all's ability to do that just as a consumer. You can thank some very talented people that we're lucky enough to work with for that. So what is um, the the best way for people to to learn about creative energy, connect with you, find you, find your brands, establish this cult following for, for some of these products that you guys represent? Okay. Well, uh, obviously you can find us uh, for, as far as our work is concerned at Synergy.com. And that's C-E-N-E-R-G-Y.com. It's short for creative energy. Uh, we're on all the social platforms, LinkedIn. Um, all of our staff are, you know, aren't there. They have LinkedIn, uh, social, Twitter, Instagram. You know, TikTok is, is coming. Uh, are you on TikTok, oh, Teresa? Oh, no, I'm not on TikTok. <laughs> um, but um, we he gets a big kick out of yeah. it. He, he laughs and enjoys TikTok. Uh, but you, many of our clients are now getting yeah. heavily involved in TikTok. And and uh, and, and I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm still interested to see how... Um, that's going to influence um, sales. Yeah, if it's just it's, if it's just brand loyalty, right? Um, but um, of course, you know we're still at thirty two oh six Hanover Road. Uh, we've been there ever since. Um, so there's somebody there in Johnson City, usually from seven a.m. to five p.m. We don't, you know. yeah, or six thirty a.m. Uh, <laughs> just depends on the day. If you want to follow today. what what we're thinking uh we've got a section on there under it it's uh the nav is news but it's a blog and everyone's involved in the agency so you're getting a perspective from media buying public relations social media uh if you're a student of the game um i think for people who are looking at an ad agency and you look at their blog and they haven't added a blog post in six months they're not thought leaders and that's one of the things that we work hard on is being a thought leader. So if you're if you like advertising, marketing, uh, follow us at cenergy.com. Okay, that sounds great. Well, Tony, Teresa, that about wraps up our time fun. here thank together you. on the podcast. I want to thank you guys. This is always oh, fun. It's a treat thanks. for me. So um, if you, I want to thank the the listeners as well, and and uh, obviously thank Market Street Media and Leighton Hart, who's responsible for romancing your ears today. And I want to say a big thanks to everybody uh, who's a part of this podcast. So this is the Johnson City Small Business Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McKinney. And until next time, keep living your life by design.